Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings. And welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom of Space. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author, Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who, with faith and focus, are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello, Blog Talk family. This is Leslie Gist. We have a very special guest. Um, her name is Miss Michelle, Mrs. Michelle Daniels, and she's on tonight um, to discuss the current affairs, the 2020 election. Great. Could you introduce yourself? This is your first time appearing on the Gist of Freedom um, show, also known as WW Black History University. Could you introduce yourself and take your time? Okay. My name is Michelle Daniels, and I reside in Rochester, New York. My background is education, but I had to retire early due to medical. I had a foundation called the Frederick Douglass Club for Inner City School Students where I taught them African-American history. And uh, a lot of the questions they asked me tend to fall on the political side. So I got more engaged with politics to teach them, and I had no idea what that journey was going to take me to. Uh, 13 times meeting President Obama later, being in Hillary documentaries and endorsements. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been a, a wild ride. But um, I'm, I'm a super Democrat and a uh, proud uh, volunteer. I have volunteered throughout the United States for many African-American candidates and many candidates who deal with specifically African-American issues. Well, what's going on currently in the uh, political realm, I'm feeling that a lot of people are getting frustrated because they have to look for the numbers and the talent. And um, I'm personally comfortable with waiting because the more ballots that are counted, the better it will fare for African Americans. Because right now, President Trump wants to uh, go to court and stop the votes, stop the counting. So in stopping the counting, you're stopping the votes. So all that he can work with is what has been counted from that point on. And that way, it will be easier to negate Biden's lead. But the longer they count, and the more they count, the better it will be for African Americans, for the simple fact that the majority of the uh, absentee ballots were uh, by African Americans. Most of the provisional ballots are going to be uh, for, uh, for uh, President Biden, for the simple fact that a lot of the uh, purged, all the names that were purged from registered voters were African Americans due to uh, not voting uh, constantly or for changing their last name um, through marriage. And particular counties, uh, specifically in Georgia, which is interesting that Georgia is, you know, right there front and center, Georgia, they purged so many voters. And, uh, you know, this happened shortly before Stacey Abrams started to become very popular. And, uh, after they stole the election from her, she started fair fight. And um, I think that it's a poetic justice now that Georgia, you know, with the help of fair fight, might end up choosing the next president. 
Stacey Abrams was a state senator in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, in Georgia. And uh, not a U.S. state senator, so she only worked inside of uh, Georgia. And she decided that she was going to run for governor. Uh, she won her primary and then ended up going with, uh, going against uh, the Secretary of State, Brian Kemp. Now, it's very interesting because the Secretary of State is the person who is in charge of elections. So, therefore, Brian Kemp was in charge of the election where he was running in for governor. So um, I actually went down uh, for that uh, to help out with uh, Stacey Abrams' campaign and uh, slept overnight on the floor in her campaign offices, and uh, she made a lot of things. And what, what I noticed on the day of election is that a lot of the actual polls that were inside of African-American areas, either they had like three polling booths for a, a, a large portion of people, and then another thing that I felt really, really upset with was they sent the actual machines, but no plugs. People were in line since 5 o'clock in the morning, yet they weren't allowed to vote until 11 o'clock. So you had a lot of elderly people that were standing in the rain that had to leave or got sick waiting to vote for Stacey Abrams. And so uh, there was a lot of uh, voter suppression going on through uh, Fulton, Clayton, and um, DeKalb counties, which are very highly predominantly um, African-American uh, voters. Okay. I think that Enjoy. the uh, mobilization in Georgia is uh, much different now than it was before Stacey Abrams, uh, uh, the results for the Stacey Abrams, because everyone was feeling so confident. She was doing so well. Everybody was paying attention to the polls. The African-American vote was going out, you know, early voting, and they were strong. But on the day of, that opened the eyes of so many because Brian Kemp started changing the rules, and he, he did things purposely that so they said never again. So this time around, I feel that the Georgia voters, they have, they have kind of a grudge, and rightfully so. And then the other thing that um, – it's changing the dynamic with the uh, demographics is that there's also Senate races going on in, in uh, Georgia. You have uh, two seats that are up, uh, and uh, one of the people that are running is Raphael Warnock, who is the pastor of Ebenezer Church, which is uh, the church of the Martin Luther King family. So he's running, and he's connected with, you know, the soul to the polls. He's been working with voters for the longest. So he had a large turnout. So the way that uh, Senate and state races run in Georgia, you have to have 50% plus one in order to win. If you have 50%, they consider you as not being strong enough and you have to go in a runoff. So if uh, Raphael Warnock would not have to follow those rules, he would be the senator elect. Right now, he has to uh, go into a runoff because there were so many people inside of that election. So you're going to have a lot of, lot of black people that turned up for that and also for the runoff. Now, with Biden's uh, vote area, it's basically making another Senate race possible for us, and that's uh, with uh, John Ossoff, and uh, he was endorsed by uh, the late and great Congressman John Lewis. So um, right now, his opponent, uh, Purdue, is at 50. So we just need him to go a little bit lower, 49.99, and 
and he will also be in a runoff. And uh, it's very important to know that that runoff will happen in January, January 5th. Mind you, Raphael Nor- uh, um, Warnock, he uh, is the pastor of Ebenezer Church, the Martin Luther King Family Church, and January will be nothing but celebrations for Martin Luther King. So I have a feeling that we are going to increase our senators in the Democratic side because of Georgia. Pandemic is affecting this election in uh, ways that people could not anticipate. I mean, even in our local board of elections, we weren't sure how we were going to handle things. We weren't sure how we were going to be able to notify the voters when they can vote as far as early vote, if there was going to be early voting, uh, what the mail-in process was going to be. And that's why you're going to see a lot of delays now because a lot of information wasn't clear as to when cutoff dates were. And um, that's, that, that's going to open up a lot of uh, court proceedings uh, with the swing states. The other thing was is that uh, engaging voters, you phys- it's a physical uh, uh, act. You you can't just uh, uh, pick up the phone. People really don't answer the phones that much. So um, it was very hard uh, to put out the information, but uh, uh, people and organizations like uh, Fair Fight, they they really made sure that they hammered in, go early, and get your uh, um, ballots uh, uh, through the mail early, send your ballots early. Whereas Trump told his supporters not to believe in the mail system. That's why this mail system, as far as the ballots coming in, are highly favoring the Biden campaign from anywhere from 60 to 80%. So um, that's why uh, Georgia is shrinking so fast for for, uh, the Trump side, and they can't understand and they don't believe it. But the numbers don't lie. Well, it was pretty interesting with the post office. You know, there's a lot of controversies going on with the uh, the post office because, uh, first of all, the uh, postman general was appointed by Trump. And uh, even in the Bronx, they were putting locks on the mailboxes and um, stopping people in urban areas from delivering their mail, getting their mail picked up. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it was just madness. And it's just like, you know, this all happened around election time, you know, the early voting. And the thing is, is that they were actually uh, uh, making things worse for the actual constituents because you have a lot of seniors that depend on the mail for, you know, things like prescriptions, medications, Social Security. And uh, the mail was extremely uh, delayed because of that. The, uh, the, the general, postmaster general, also removed sorting machines. So in order to try to, you know, slow things down, what uh, the Postmaster General and uh, Trump did was that they encouraged the African-American and Latino vote to come out harder and stronger. And that's what you're seeing today. Currently, we're waiting on a few uh, swing states. Uh, We are definitely waiting on Arizona. And a lot of people are fearing um, about Arizona. They don't understand what's going on with Arizona because a lot of folks have listed it as on um, the Biden column, and now people are taking it away. That's because uh, the Phoenix County is still uh, being tabulated, but it's still favorable to Biden. However, Biden's lead is going to shrink, uh, shrink uh, dramatically, but, um, you know, I wouldn't worry. That's not going to change the uh, results of the uh, 270 because Biden will get it. Another one that we're looking at right now is Pennsylvania. Uh Pennsylvania is, is, is very interesting because that, if 
Biden was to win that tonight, we wouldn't even have to discuss the election tomorrow. He would automatically surpass the 270. Um, but right now we're having delays because Trump has uh, sent his um, – his, his lawyers over uh, to um, specifically Allegheny and Philadelphia counties. And Allegheny, uh, they were uh, kind of successful. They have stalled the vote. However, the way that the Philadelphia County and um, Chester County, Bucks County, the areas around, you know, the Philadelphia and their suburbs are um, much higher uh, Biden Democrats that are, are voting as far as the uh, absentee mail ballots and provisional because we can't forget the provisional ballots. Provisional ballots are you go to vote on the day of and they say they can't find your name and you know that this is the, the polling place that you always go to. And then, you know, or you change your address or you change your last name through marriage, you would have to fill out a provisional ballot. That is different from an absentee ballot that was sent out in the mail. So there's different places that are counting different types of ballots. So, um, all of those are highly favored in Philadelphia. So um, the way that's going, uh, we should um, have a better idea by tomorrow. But even still, I believe that Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, the whole Pennsylvania, uh, will end up going to court because that's uh, Trump's big prize. And um, a lot of people don't realize that uh, we, we still have until November the 12th. This is why we're not hearing too much about North Carolina, that's also a swing state. Um, it says 100% reported, so a lot of people are confused about that. Uh, the reason why it's 100% reported is because everyone who voted physically have been counted. However, they're waiting for the absentee ballots that were postmarked by November the 3rd. So they have until November the 12th to get all of those. And, again, the uh, um, absentee mail ballots, are highly going to go for uh, Biden and, and the Democrats. So a uh, lot of interesting go things going on. Well, there's a lot of controversies going on, uh, like in Fulton County when they were uh, counting the votes. Um, right now they're on a, a pause until tomorrow. Um, also in Arizona and um, in, in, in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, where you had Trump supporters showing up. Um, one of the more uh, intense situations was uh, last night in Maricopa County in um, Phoenix, Arizona. You had uh, a lot of Trump supporters show up with long guns and Trump paraphernalia, yelling, count the vote, count the vote, and uh, not allowing the counters to walk safely to their cars. And so they ended up having to close the building off to um, everyone, including uh, media, but the counters were allowed to continue to count. But imagine you're being a counter. You're just doing your job. And when I counter, you have Republican and Democrat and independents working together. You don't have just a group of Democrats counting, a group of Republicans. It has to be the three representing the counting. So this is, you know, as, as safe as you're going to get it. But you have, uh, like in Fulton County, you had Trump that were upset, wanted to physically be inside of the room, the hall, where the people were counting. But in order to be in that room, you have to have credentials. You have to go through a process beforehand and be trained. You can't just be an observer because you show up and want to be an observer. You have to have credentials. So, uh, you know, it's interesting that they're trying to change the rules now about how to protest. When George Floyd, they were all against everything that they're uh, doing now. And then you have uh, people like Giuliani, 
who's uh, going to uh, Philadelphia with, with Eric Trump, you know, yelling and saying, oh, we have to uh, stop these illegal vote counts. They're going to No, these are not illegal votes. They're legal votes because people voted absentee before November the 3rd, and every vote matters. Every vote counts. And they're, they're saying what? that Democrats are trying to steal it by adding. These aren't additions. These were already inside of, 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 of uh, the, the pile. Uh, you had different states like Pennsylvania that said specifically, you cannot count, start counting these absentee ballots until after the polls close. So these were never additional. These were always a part of. And then you also have uh, places like Nevada, and I hate this word, they have uh, a thing called segregated ballots. Now, these are ballots mm. that are coming in after November 3rd but have been postmarked before November 3rd. So they should be considered regular ballots. But there's a lot of jargon going on. There's a lot of trickery of trying to suppress votes because they do want to reduce the, uh, uh, the voice of the African-American and Latino voter group. Well, uh, one of the things I find really interesting with uh, Team Trump is that they are selective in the different states they're trying to sue uh, and, and do recounts because Wisconsin, they want to do a recount. Um, they're trying to sue Michigan. They're trying to sue Pennsylvania. They're trying to sue Georgia. And but Arizona, they don't want to sue. Now, what's the difference between Arizona and the other states? Arizona, while they count more, the, uh, the, the buy-in column gets a little uh, shorter. So it's beneficial for Trump to actually continue the counting in Arizona. But all the other states, he knows that his lead is actually shrinking. So, you know, he wants to stop the count in certain states that are not favorable to, favorable to him, but he wants to continue the count to the one state that's actually favorable to him. Even mm-hmm. if he was to get Arizona, the rate that we're going in right now, Biden will surpass 270 just by uh, um, okay. Nevada alone because Nevada has uh, uh, 50,000 outstanding ballots that um, they're going to be counting today and uh, more ballots they have to count tomorrow. And that's not including the ones that have to be cured. Uh, cured meaning that uh, the people they notify to say, you forgot your signature. So, you know, there's, there's different ballots that are still pending, and all the numbers are not in because they're still accepting ballots that are postmarked by November 3rd. And they, they are to be received by November 12th by 5 p.m. So that's still a long ways of absentee ballots that Trump is definitely scared of. This election um, may go on for about a month, depending on whether or not Trump really decides to take Biden. And it's not just Biden. He would have to take this actual state to court. And, you know, court proceedings do take a while. Um, but uh, the, the, the totals are going to be there. The numbers are going to be there. Uh, I think we'll have an unofficial um, president-elect as early as Monday. But um, it will take about three days to certify those. And so um, after the three days, that's when Trump can physically go ahead and start uh, formally contesting. So 
this is going to be at least a week and a half that we're going to be waiting for official numbers. And um, right now, the way it, it looks, Trump barely, and I'm talking about like right now, Trump has one way to win. But I think by tomorrow, he will have no way to win because Georgia's lead is shrinking so much and Pennsylvania's lead is shrinking so much. Right now, Biden has, and these are, you know, guarantees. But if Biden was to uh, uh, surpass, and, and, and when I say surpass, right now the only thing that is uh, dividing Biden and Trump in, in Pennsylvania is 0.3 percentage points, 0.3 percentage points. So um, last I checked, Philadelphia County on its own was at 89% reporting. So he could probably just make that all up today in that county if they just did all the counting. And that's not including Allegheny County, which um, includes Pittsburgh. You also have your Lancaster. You also have Allentown. So um, it's, it's a definite that Biden is going to take Pennsylvania, and that's 20 electoral votes. So if you got 20 electoral votes, there's no need for an Arizona. Right now you have different uh, uh, places uh, giving different tallies. You got some folks that have uh, Biden at uh, 253 and uh, Trump at 213. But um, people have put in Arizona, which is, you know, still under, you know, review. So that has uh, Biden at 264. So all he would have to do is uh, win Nevada, which he's going to win Nevada for the simple fact that the uh, one – county that is outstanding with the uh, most population is Clark County, which is Las Vegas and is highly favored for um, Biden, you know, he, w- he would have a 270. So um, it, it's just very uh, bleak right now at this point uh, for Trump to actually have a path to winning. So um, in closing, I just want to tell people to just be very, very patient. Um, I know that it's, 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 we want to hurry up and get this done and over with. But the longer we wait, the more votes will be counted. Let the process run its course. Pay attention to what's going on in different states because there's different uh, legal situations where people are trying to steal the votes. But what I like about the vote counting is that they're doing it with media there so you can see exactly what's going on. And I feel comfortable with how it's going at this point. But um, I am nervous about these uh, Trump supporters showing up with long guns trying to charge these um, these different buildings where the counting is happening because if they start stealing ballots, we will never really know who won. But the chances are that um, Biden should be announced as our president-elect by next week. Thank you so much, Ms. Michelle Daniels. You came on the last minute. I really appreciate you. Um, again, this is just a freedom at www.blackhistoryuniversity.com, and we hope to have you on again soon. Okay. Well, thank you for the invite. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.